0: this week on the Iowa Watch Connection.
1: Yeah, pork producers want to do the right thing because pork producers want to, as much as possible, deliver to their consumer what their consumer wants.
0: How much do we know about the food we eat? I have the tools
2: that work with my operation, and they have to have a completely different toolbox to work with their operation.
0: There's a lot of talk, but perhaps not a lot of
3: understanding. And the blame is falling, I think, disproportionately on the livestock industry.
0: Livestock antibiotic use, our topic this week.
4: The Iowa Watch Connection is presented by the Iowa Center for Public Affairs Journalism. Online at iowawatch.org. Here is Jeff Stein.
0: We've heard it said quite accurately that Iowa feeds the world. And a growing world population means demand for food is on the rise. But what goes into the meat we eat is also of concern. Iowa Watch's Helena Thompson has our report.
5: Iowa is home to nearly one-third of the nation's hogs, with more than 22 million hogs at a given time. That's about seven hogs for every one Iowan, and many of those hogs are fed antibiotics. One Washington, Iowa hog farmer, Heidi Vitado, said she wanted to set the record straight about antibiotic use in her operation.
1: Yeah, pork producers want to do the right thing because pork producers want to, as much as possible, deliver to their consumer what their consumer wants. It's important, though, that their consumer be a well-informed consumer, which is why I agreed to have the conversation with you. because there's so much misinformation or confusion or, um, you know, a lot of times you hear things that would imply that we shovel antibiotics at livestock and really nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, in feed antibiotics, in the whole life of a pig, we would, the amount of antibiotic that the pig would get via feed would fit in that water bottle cap. So, lest anybody have a different conception I want you to leave here understanding that this is what we're talking about, not a gigantic thing.
5: vita doe regularly uses antibiotics for disease prevention. This means disease risk may exist in her hog population, but no clinical signs are actually present. For example, vita doe uses antibiotics to support piglets during weaning when their health becomes more vulnerable.
1: So, you could use antibiotics in feed. You could use antibiotics in the water or you could give antibiotics individually to the animals like through an injection.
5: There are other ways to prevent disease.
2: But I thought way back when that I was gonna raise them right.
5: That's Denny Rayburg, a small-scale antibiotic-free hog farmer in Walker, Iowa, who raises hogs outdoors.
2: You know, and uh, basically it all went clear back to that little ear infection, or put a spark in our head. It's like, why do we have to use antibiotics in our herd? You know, I thought maybe, I could be a little, have a little something in, to help prolong the situation, but you know, just wishful thinking on my part. But you know, and uh, and two, you know, with with the with the industry the way it is, okay, what do you need to get away from antibiotics? Okay. You need back fat still on. You gotta get the back fat. You need the sunshine and the fresh air. How many of these buildings all of a sudden switched over to sunshine and fresh air and back fat on your pigs? Not one. So how is the problem going to change? It's
5: not. How animals are housed, fed, and raised largely determines the need for antibiotics. Outlawing livestock antibiotic use would upend deep-seated practices of most large hog confinement operations. Rayberg acknowledges that his farm is quite different from large producers like vita
2: So basically, I have the tools that work with my operation, and they have to have a completely different toolbox to work with their operation, you know. So if we're really not button heads, it's, it's more like a, it's, I
5: don't know, it's, Lately, heightened concern about antibiotic resistance has put livestock antibiotic use into question, but clear public data for making decisions about antibiotic use does not exist. Dr. Karen Holzer of Pew Charitable Trust's Antibiotic Resistance Project referred to a 2016 FDA antibiotic sales report released last December when she said the available sales data, in general, cannot provide information on exactly why antibiotics are used. What's the cause for using these antibiotics, she asks rhetorically when Iowa Watch talks with her. Here's what we do know. In the United States, about 70% of antimicrobials important in human health are sold for livestock use. And according to the FDA sales report, 6% of those antibiotics were intended for use in chickens, while 37% were intended for use in hogs, and 43% of antimicrobials were intended for use in cattle. The report estimated that 2016 sales of antimicrobials approved for use in livestock decreased overall by 10% from 2015. However, since the FDA began collecting data in 2009, overall antimicrobial sales have increased by nearly that amount. Antimicrobials kill or slow the growth of microorganisms such as bacteria, viruses, and fungi. When antimicrobials can be used for both human and animal medicine, they are classified as important in human health. Antibiotics are one type of antimicrobial specific to bacteria, although the two terms are often used interchangeably. Pork producers seem to be moving toward more, in their words, judicious antibiotic use.
1: I mean, I, th- I think, again, like all rules or all regulations, that how you execute around them, how you interpret the gray areas and those types of things it it will need to be worked out but it's fine and if if those things help consumers feel a higher level of trust that we are working with them not against them to produce a safe affordable food supply then fine if that's the if that's all the rage and that's all the way to do it so be it
5: in january 2017 Amidst growing pressure from consumers and activist groups, the FDA implemented a new rule for livestock producers that requires a veterinarian's permission to feed animals antibiotics important in human health. The rule also says antibiotics can be used for disease treatment and prevention, but no longer for growth promotion. A 2017 antimicrobial sales report showing results from these changes is expected to be released by the FDA later this year. Dr. Chris Rademacher, a swine veterinarian at Iowa State University, said he expects the next FDA report will show a decrease in swine antimicrobial sales.
3: Uh, you know, the, when we get the 2017 data in December of 2018, uh, the FDA, though, while it's not perfect, it's probably um, it's probably better than, than nothing. You know, we'll have some idea of, of what, we, what we've seen. You know, this is... You know, speaking to colleagues and such, I think uh, we'll probably see another, at least in swine, I would assume for all animals, we'll probably see another decrease uh, on that FDA report for 2017, uh, similar to what we saw in 2016.
5: Still, critics, including the World Health Organization, fault the FDA for allowing antibiotics to be used preventatively when disease risks exist but no clinical signs are present. To date, two U.S. states have adopted tougher antibiotic usage laws. California and Maryland have passed bills restricting routine antibiotic use for disease prevention. Both laws went into effect on January 1, 2018. No such bills have been introduced in Iowa.
0: And reporter Helena Thompson joins me now. Helena, how did you come up with the idea for this story?
5: Well, I met with some folks over at the College of Public Health. Um, to just start to generate ideas about topics in public health that we thought might be interesting for an Iowa Watch story. Um, And one of the ideas that we came up with was talking about antibiotic use in agriculture. And that topic resonated with me especially because over the summers I work on a farm, I eat meat. Um, so, So this was something that I found especially interesting.
0: What surprised you the most as you did the reporting for the story?
5: I think what surprised me the most was digging into how and when antibiotics are used in agriculture and and in hog production in particular for this story. And I was also surprised by the amounts of antibiotics used for for certain purposes. So for example, I think um, oftentimes we hear that antibiotics get used for growth promotion um, that you know, farmers are pumping antibiotics into these animals to make them huge, and perhaps there's some truth to that. Um, but antibiotics also get used for disease prevention, they get used for disease treatment, um, and really for those, those last two purposes more so than for growth promotion. Um, and this, this was just something that I didn't know before working on this story.
0: It's interesting that we depend so much on agriculture here in the state of Iowa throughout the Midwest, and yet we know very little about some of the process that goes into how the meat we eat gets onto the table. When you are looking at food supply, that's obviously something that is vital. Do you get a sense that there is satisfaction from those within the industry with how they are doing things? either with using this level of antibiotics or those who have gone without or do the people who are actually producing think we should be doing something different going forward?
5: I think that's a really interesting question. Um, I think that there is a level of satisfaction with how antibiotics are being used in conventional hog production. Um, one one of the hog farmers that I spoke with Heidi Vita Doe, um, she wanted to express to consumers that antibiotics are important for her hog population and for the health of those animals um, and for the well-being of those animals. Um, but it seems that there's some discontent um, as far as consumers are concerned and that that discontent is what is um, driving some of these new regulations um, and also some of those consumers who are unhappy with antibiotic use might turn to farmers um, like Denny Rayberg, um, who uses no antibiotics in the the animals that he raises for meat to sell um, and and Denny Rayburg um, did express some um, some discontent with antibiotic usage. Of course, um, that's that's really the baseline of his business. Um, but he also um, he also said that he understands that his way of producing meat is very very different from Heidi Vito's, um way of producing pork. That they're um, two different systems that require different tool sets or two different toolboxes if you will.
0: What do you think the average person listening to the report today or reading the report at IowaWatch.org, what do you think they will be most surprised about as they learn the information you've presented?
5: I think that they would be surprised um, in a similar way that I was surprised um, that hog farmers who use antibiotics, um, the use is pretty um, minimal and pretty precise, I think, relatively speaking to some misconceptions that are out there. Um, It it happens, it still happens, and um, the antibiotics are being used, um, not just to treat disease, but to prevent disease because of the way that these confined animal um, feeding operations are designed and built.
0: Iowa Watch reporter, Helena Thompson. You can read her story on the topic online at iowawatch.org. When we come back, you'll hear from a man who has covered agriculture for parts of five decades. His thoughts on this topic next as the Iowa Watch Connection continues. Support for the Iowa Watch Connection comes from the law office of Kelsey Patrick Faree, a business law firm offering intellectual property services, complex contracts, airport law, and more, and proudly supporting quality local journalism. Online at lawofficekpf.com. Welcome back to the Iowa Watch Connection. I'm Jeff Stein. Ken Root began covering agriculture for radio and television in his native Oklahoma in the 1970s. He's been based in Iowa for most of his career and currently is senior broadcaster with the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. You've had the opportunity, Ken, to see the report that Iowa Watch prepared on the topic. What are some of the questions that the industry should be asking that maybe we're not thinking of right now?
3: Well, I want to say first that the piece is very well done that lays all of this out from two different perspectives. And I find nothing wrong with having two different schools of thought because if one of them, such as the production under um, ideal conditions uh, utilizing antibiotics fails uh, then you have the other one to fall back on. Um, We have a long history of being able to produce hogs under extremely bad conditions and if you go to China they produce hogs with basically no direct food to them only the remains of what has either been eaten by other animals or has not been eaten at all, uh, all the way to the present day in which we place these hogs in an environment that 40 years ago we did not think we could make because we didn't have an animal that could come into it and thrive. We've bred the hogs considerably differently since that time to the point we now have an animal that produces very well under what I'll call environmentally benign conditions, but would literally fail if you put it back out with the other hogs who have always been living outside under difficult conditions.
0: That's a fascinating thing to jump off from for those of us who did not grow up on a farm. I've been in Iowan my entire life, but yet I don't think I fully appreciate the development of the breeding of the animals. That is something that is really a science, is it not? And it really affects this conversation, as you note, in ways that were not in any way possible even 10, certainly 20, 30 years ago.
3: Well, I was a young ag teacher back in the 1970s, and I was watching the development of the swine industry because there was the goal to move these animals to be very lean um, and highly productive, Uh, in one hand, and then the other was to make them more thrifty and capable of um, reproduction in large numbers and profitability. And those two literally got out of hand over time. I recall buying the most beautiful little pigs, 10 weeks, 12 weeks of age, that were going to become show pigs. And by the time they got to 190 pounds, they couldn't walk anymore because The animals that were their ancestors uh, didn't have the characteristics that transmitted to make it to where an animal like that could stand on concrete uh, for the remainder of their uh, reasonably brief life. So we had to develop through time the animal that has emerged today that is capable of um, reproducing, growing fast, and being profitable under the conditions in which we place them. Um, Now, to get you back to the antibiotic issue, uh, we found quite a long time ago that if you fed small amounts of antibiotics to animals that were not showing any sign of disease, they would grain better, they would grow faster. And so we have fed antibiotics to hogs for a long period of time and that is the challenge of today on whether The industry that raises these hogs under these benign conditions inside with antibiotics in the feed can continue to do so.
0: So for the average person, what do they need to know about this topic with regard to food safety and security or with regard to the development of this industry as a whole?
3: The swine industry is complicated, but everything else is as well. But the goal, I think, of the American consumer is to buy a product that is healthy, nutritious, and economical. We are offering that today from the swine raised inside. You know, you almost never see a pig outside anymore because literally all of them are raised under confinement conditions. But the challenge of all this is whether or not the High utilization of antibiotics in swine, either close by where that other people live, or just the fact that the utilization of it in the hogs causes the bacteria to mutate and become resistant to those antibiotics is really something that we have to address. Um, I personally don't think it's any different than what we've seen in anything else when you try to control nature because in weed killers insecticides etc nature finds a way so can we say that because we've utilized antibiotics in swine for the last 50 years that we have uh, done something to uh, make it to where that Bacteria can resist those, and therefore we've damaged human health because our antibiotics don't work when we're given them for therapeutic use. Or can we say that simply like anything else we've tried, over time Mother Nature changes and proves us wrong. Science produced antibiotics for us, again, just uh, in the period right after World War II. Uh, Penicillin is the first that comes to my mind. And we have used those for a long, long time, and we want to continue using them even into the future, but uh, we're seeing that they're less effective than they were in the past. And I suppose in the true nature of America, somebody's got to be blamed for this, and the blame is falling, I think, disproportionately on the livestock industry.
0: Ken Root, Veteran Agribusiness Journalist with the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. And that brings us to the end of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can connect with us online, iowawatch.org. Click on the Iowa Watch Connection tab at the top of the page to listen to all or part of this program again for a list of stations that carry the program and more, iowawatch.org. Follow us on Twitter at Iowa Watch and be sure to use the hashtag #IaWatchConnection when commenting about the program. We're on Facebook too: facebook.com/IowaWatch. I'm Jeff Stein. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll make the Iowa Watch Connection again next week.